Tony Williams, both sides of the mask here, coming in with a power chat, but it's going to be a little bit different than normal power chats that I've been doing. This is going to be just as much for me as it is for you guys. What we want to do, what I want to do is go through our rule book. The new rule book is out and I want to go through the rule book rule by rule. We shouldn't be just studying and looking over the rule book once a year, twice a year before the season starts. This is going to give us a way that we can go back and reference parts of the rule book consistently. And I am just fine talking about it and going over it and uh, hearing myself review this as I need it. So the rule book is out, like I said, and we're going to start and I'm going to do rule one through three today. And then as we get into the deeper rules, we'll probably have to do one rule per power chat. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read the rule. I'm going to just hit the highlights. And if we need to expound on it, then I will expound on it. So rule number one is definitions. I'm going to read the different categories that are there. And if I need to, then I'll read the definition. Base on balls, base runner, batted ball, batter, batter runner, blocked ball, a live batted, pitched, or thrown ball that contacts non-game personnel, game personnel in unauthorized areas, loose equipment, or an object that is neither official game equipment nor part of the official playing area, or a dead ball territory. Blocked ball also refers to a ball that remains on the playing field but has become lodged, wedged, or stuck in something other than the fielder's glove. Flagrant an act that involves excessive force with an opponent or an egregious unsporting behavior, becoming more common in our sport. But we need to find a way to keep it from happening. So flagrant. Fly ball, ground ball, ground rule, which would be the field, how we handle the dugout, openings, things like that. In-flight, inning, interference, Equipment or the act of an offensive player, coach, umpire, or spectator that denies the fielder a reasonable opportunity to play the ball. The act may be intentional or unintentional, and the ball must have been playable. Line drive, no pitch, out, overthrow, play, an attempt by the defensive player on a batted or thrown ball to retire an offensive player. A pitch is not a play except as it relates to an appeal play. Runner, run down, safe, strikeout, time, timing play, turn it bat, and without liability to be put out. Rule number two, field of play. The following information regarding the playing facility and field specification applies to all competition regulated by the NCAA softball rules. Layout, artificial turf. Backstop for institutional and municipal fields. When a backstop is wood, concrete, or brick, it shall be padded from the dugout to dugout, beginning not higher than one foot off the ground and extending to the top of the wood, cement, or brick, or six feet from the ground, whichever is shorter. So if you're somewhere that's got a concrete backstop or a wood backstop, needs to be padded from dugout to dugout, starting no more than one foot off the ground. Base distance, baseline. The baseline is the direct line between two consecutive bases. The baseline does not vary. It is from base to base. That is the baseline. 
What we judge upon is the next one, base path, which is the imaginary direct line and three feet to either side of that line between base and the runner's position at the time a defensive player is attempting to apply a tag. The base path is established path on the infield traveled by a runner who is attempting to advance to the next base. Bases, first, second, and third. Batter's box. Bullpen. Catcher's box. The catcher's box is an area which the catcher is restricted from the start of the pitch until the pitch is released. Even on an intentional walk, which we still have to throw four pitches, she needs to start with both feet in the box. There is one exception to this rule, and it is when the batter is positioned in front of the batter's box, the catcher may move closer without effect. So if they're from the box, the catcher can move forward towards the plate out of the box that way. Coach's box consists of two lines and two lines only. One that is parallel with the foul line on third and first base and one that is perpendicular. Dead ball territory, dugout, fair territory, fences, foul pole, foul territory, home plate, infield, lines, markings, live ball territory, non-regulation field. The umpires have the responsibility to check the playing field. Be sure it complies with these regulations. Every effort should be made to obtain correct dimensions and markings. Any game started on a non-regulation field shall not be protested for this reason. So check your batter's box lines, the other line markings on the field. Make sure that they are where they are supposed to be. If they're not, get them fixed before the game starts. On-deck circle, outfield, pitcher's circle, pitcher's lane, pitcher's plate. So let's look at the pitcher's lane. The pitcher's lane is an area to which the pitcher is restricted when delivering the pitch. See the dimension table. So let's think about this real quick. The outside part of the line, the part of the line that's going to be closer to first and third base, needs to be in line with the outside of the 24. Do not let the inside of the part be on the outside of the 24. Otherwise, you are adding to the width of the pitching lane. Runner's lane. Scoreboard. Oh, runner's lane. Yeah, you need to have that marked on the field. Scoreboard. A visible display of the score is required. A visible display of the score is required. Sideline territory. Tarp. Team area. Video, audio, matrix boards. It is required that the use of video, audio, and matrix boards follow the guidelines established in Appendix F. So take a look at that if you need to see more of that. Warning track. And then we have the dimensions table. And then specifications of the softball field. Then we show how the lines on page 24 of the rule book, the field markings of the batter's box and the pitching lane. Rule number three, and this is the last one that we'll hit on today. Equipment and uniforms. Neither the NCAA nor the rules committee certifies the safety of any softball equipment. Only equipment that meets the specifications written in the NCAA softball rules may be used in intercollegiate competition. All equipment. All equipment used in intercollegiate competition should be the nature commonly available to the general public through retailers. The ball. By January 1st, 2024, the maximum compression of the ball shall be 275 to 375 pounds. 
should be optic yellow with red raised seams. Bats. Inappropriate and damaged bat. An inappropriate bat is a bat that is illegal, altered, or non-approved. That's why we have bat checks, and hopefully the bat checks will get that bat taken care of. And that is why we go out on the field and check the bat after it has been tested and still give it the old shake test and listen test and look for any other surface damage that might have been had on that bat. Warm-up bats. non altered one piece wooden baseball or softball bats fungo bats or any bat marked marketed as a warm up bat may be used in pregame warm ups or in the on deck circle in addition to legal softball bats attachments to bats such as sleeves donuts or fans are not allowed in the on deck circle gloves and mitts required protective equipment and then we go, what needs to happen with a student athlete or as a base coach? A student athlete in the coach's box is required to wear a protective helmet that meets the standards whenever the ball is live from the first pitch of an inning to the last out of the inning. Optional protective equipment, braces, casts, elbow guards, prosthesis, splints, offensive headgear, face masks, defensive headgear, Shoes, uniforms, and in the uniforms part of it, we talk about headgear, inclement weather apparel, inclement weather garments worn by multiple players should be of the same style, color, trim, but must not be distracting, interfere with the game, or pose a safety risk to the players or their opponents. If somebody is wearing inclement weather gear and it covers up their number and a coach questions it, have them lift the whatever they're wearing, whatever weather protective gear they're wearing, and look at the jersey number underneath there. Jersey, logos, pants, shorts, signal armband, and undergarments. And that brings us to the end of rule number three. That's what we have. I'm going to go through some of the other rules and, and talk about them as well, but we're going to go along um, with all of those rules, if you have any questions of it or you'd like to go more expound upon any other rule that I've gone over so far, I can make a special episode and we can go back over that. But I think I kind of hit on everything else. So go through those first three rules and, and check them out for yourself and see what you see of it. Is there something that I missed? Something that I misspoke about? Man, we're all just human. We're out here getting along together. Let's make sure that we're all in it for the right reasons and that we're being educational to those and that when we're speaking, we're speaking with rule book verbiage. That's our hope that we can all get more educated in what the rule book says and how it says it. Hope you guys are having a good holiday season. Be safe out there. Until next time, be excellent.